You're listening to Digital Pioneers Dialogue, a podcast bringing you unfiltered, exclusive insights from some of the world's top minds on all things artificial intelligence. I'm Jen Z. Angelica, executive producer of the podcast, and I'm joined by my co-host, AI Mark. From specific policy recommendations to broader discussions about the implications of AI for society, technology, and more, Digital Pioneers Dialogue is here to equip you with the premier AI podcasting experience. On today's episode of the Digital Pioneers Dialogue, I'm thrilled to be joined by Joe Kaplan, who is the Chief Sales and Marketing Officer of Nest Global Solutions. Joe, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much, Angelica. It is an absolute pleasure. Excellent. So just before you know, we dive into the questions here, I want to set the tone for today's interview. First, start off with your background, Joe. So Joe is a seasoned CMO, uh, and he has been involved with many companies like Accreditress Technologies, Western Union. He was a key member of the operating committee of Fos Foods, a billion-dollar consumer packaged goods company, and was also the former CMO of CIT Group, which is a major financial services company. And he's also a true digital pioneer, which is very cool to be able to to say this, um, he was the co-founder and CEO of eGolfScore, which is a real-time mobile golf technology company that developed into one of the first apps on a mobile device. So keeping in mind that this innovation launched far before eSports was even entering the mainstream, which is really interesting to bring up from standpoint of actually getting into the market at the perfect time for an emerging technology. So in today's interview, we're going to get into Joe's background a bit more and also learn about how AI is really helping evolve the role of the CMO and sales, as well as some key use cases of AI and marketing, among other things as well. So uh, Joe is also a great friend and colleague of mine, and it's really a true pleasure to have him with us today. So again, welcome. Thank you so much, Angelica, and uh, a wonderful intro, but I know your audience is going to try to figure out how I'm only 24 years old, and I've done all of those things. Of course, that is yes. not true. I've got a few more years on the experience belt, but um, I look forward to discussing all and hopefully add value for your audience. Excellent. Thanks so much. So, you know, right off the bat, we can start with adding value in the first question. So can you tell the audience a bit more about your background as a digital pioneer and what ultimately led you to the role that you hold today? Absolutely. So I'm going to go back to the beginning, right? Started as that lemonade stand entrepreneur. And I learned an early lesson. It was kind of interesting. This is uh, hopefully I'm going to touch on not just AI and digital pioneering, but just, you know, good business sense in general, because I think it plays into a lot of the dialogue you and I will have. So I had an odd job business and I priced this job at $75. I thought it would take a few hours for the four of us. We were in our late teens and it took 10 plus hours and should have been about 10 times the cost. But what I learned is we finished the job no matter what. We followed through, we did everything. And what's interesting is I think for many companies that company reputation, which is you know personal reputations involved, really make a big difference. And I think it will play out in some of the things we're gonna talk about because following through, whether it's manual, digital or anything is very, very important very critical. So the early days for me were, you know, learning about sales, marketing, business development. And I was just really interested in technology. So personal computer early days in the eighties, and then 
onto the internet in the 90s. And then very exciting, as you mentioned, co-founded a business called eGolf Score. And it was early 2000s, 1999 started. So it was at the early days of um, mobile, wireless, uh, digital pioneering. And we learned quite a bit about that. And uh, as we get into some of our questions, I'd love to apply it back to that original starting point. Wonderful introduction to start off with. And again, as we were talking about artificial intelligence and digital pioneering, it would be really interesting to know from your perspective, how do you think AI is really transforming the role of CMO and just marketing in general? As somebody who has been in the field, you've seen it all. Like you said, you've been pioneer since you know early 2000s. You've seen technology evolve. How do you think it's really impacting the role and where is it going to go from here? So over those last 15 or 20 years, right? Internet, mobile, wireless, things were picking up, getting a little bit more sophisticated. When you think about Facebook and social media marketing and all the things that a marketer has to think about on how to add value to their business and for their customers. So what's interesting is I think people sometimes get caught up that one thing replaces another. I like to think of it as one thing can enhance another. So print has obviously changed, but print is not dead because we all drive around. You still see billboards. You still read things, right? From uh, printed, you know, journals, novels. Is it a lot less? Absolutely. But it's not completely gone. Radio, as an example, I love and I'm fascinated what's going on with services like Clubhouse and what we're doing, right? Podcasts and things like that. So there's all these different mediums that could add value. The next thing we'll talk about is, you know, knowing thy customer, right? So that, that's really what it's about. It's not how I want to interact with you. It's how you want to interact with me. So I think all good marketers, you know, should really take the time to think that through in a very deep way. What is that customer journey from the start, the middle and the finish? And how does that client, customer, consumer, whether it's B2C, B2B, B2B to C, how does everyone want to interact? When you can really document that and truly understand that, I think you have a much easier time understanding what types of mediums and things you should use to interact with your audience. Absolutely. And, you know, when you're talking about audience interactions, the next thing naturally leads to what are some of the ways in which artificial intelligence can help to enhance those interactions? So what are some maybe popular use cases or applications of artificial intelligence that you've seen or you're experiencing currently that are helping to augment marketing and make it more efficient and make it more optimized in today's age of advertising, marketing and so forth? Yeah, great question. And if communication is at the core, right? Every business is trying to do what? They're trying to get customers. They're trying to generate leads, right? Get people interested. And once again, if you think about how people want to interact, I feel once again, you shouldn't push anything or force anything. You should give every opportunity for folks to interact with you the way they want to. So looking at some of those use cases and applications, you know, I think about optimizing decision-making is, is critical, right? How is it applied in, in marketing today? How do I make the best marketing decisions? So AI, when you start to utilize it to truly understand that step-by-step -step process and looking at, let's say, workflow or looking at how documents and things are being utilized, you want to know that journey so you can apply AI at different points. 
And it's not, I never view it, I think is 100% AI as a solution or machine learning or the things you're going to use to facilitate the marketing process. It's once again, understanding that human intervention is a key part to all of it. So it doesn't have to be one size fits all. I think communication, lead generation, coming up with the best content campaigns, all of those things can benefit from the use of AI when you really know the different components and how they interact. Yeah. And there's a lot of moving parts when it comes to, you know, just engineering and software teams, for example, trying to translate what their solutions can do for customers. And we're just talking about how communication is key. So how do you think that, you know, as a seasoned CMO, somebody knows how all the ins and outs of sales and how really to pitch something, what's your advice to bridge this gap? Because these are very, very knowledgeable people who know all of the ins and outs, all of the technicalities of their products, yet they're having a lot of trouble, you know, a lot of startups and larger enterprises are having issues translating the value of this to their clients in a way that isn't super technical, but gets to the point and tells them, you know, this is the AI application we have, and this is how it helps you. How can this be fixed? How can we, from your perspective, help mend this gap? It's a really great point. And it's a critical one because I have come across situations where you have these brilliant engineers, folks on software teams, right? Creating these amazing solutions. But to your point, when they go to communicate it, it is oftentimes, you know, highly technical. So my first advice there is kind of look forward and reason back. What is the end benefit to the audience you're trying to help? right? Whether it's internally could be you're creating, you're using AI to create certain solutions that will help your teams uh, benefit internally or customers externally. I say you want to break down exactly what are the features and benefits? How is it helping clients and clients, customers? And then to create that better communication, try to put it in plain English right? When you get those features and benefits in plain English, you can take the more technical benefits and break those down. Another thing is acronyms and technical jargon. We see it all the time. Slow it down, spell it out, right? Make it as easily understood as possible. I love to take what technical teams are doing and honestly go to the most non-technical person there is and see if it can resonate and see if it can, you know, if you're communicating that well. There's no question that if you are communicating certain things to a higher technical audience, if you're selling to a CIO or a CTO, once again, it's, by, it's about knowing that audience, knowing who your customer is to put it in the language that they understand. But I think sales, marketing, and non-technical folks can have the technical teams by kind of slowing it down and breaking down exactly what those features and benefits are for their audience, and then put it in a language that is most easily understood. Yeah, I think it's very interesting going from the approach of using the synergies between the technical and non-technical teams to make something more simpler to understand. So this is very good advice to give just, you know, generally, whether it's entrepreneurs have a startup or large organizations, at the end of the day, the customers aren't going to know every single technical component. So absolutely true. Uh, Really good recommendation. And on the topic of recommendations, another thing I wanted to ask you is, What advice do you have for today's youth who are really interested to become AI entrepreneurs or digital pioneers as you were? Uh, What advice can you give them and kind of maybe top three uh, recommendations from your end? Sure. And, you know, not to, this is, I think, applicable across anything, not just AI. Sure. But it's, yeah, look for those inefficiencies, 
the hurdles, the obstacles. What are things that are becoming frustrating to particular customers or clients, right? Don't force what you're looking for. Think about those areas that even you enjoy or that excite you, and then look for those opportunities for improvement. So kind of taking a step back and being as consumer or customer aware as possible, I think gives um, anybody, by the way, it's not just about the youth, but I think the message to younger folks getting into these areas, and they may not be as experienced as some folks that have been around, it's once again, look for the things you enjoy, look for the things that, that you find problems with and how can you solve those? And then if you sort of draw it out and write it out in a very manual way, then you can look for the sophisticated ways from a technology standpoint, utilizing AI and, and all the digital technologies that are out there to make that better. And it's once again, you you can have an idea what you think is great and not everybody might. I, I would say that when you're innovating and trying to be a pioneer with these things, um, I went through this very much on a personal level and, and came up with this. If you have a great idea, you go up to 10 people and nine of them love it. No offense. I think you should probably toss that one. If nine of them think you might be a little crazy, stay with it because innovation often is about doing things that no one else is doing, obviously, and no one might appreciate right out of the gate. They may have to understand a little bit better over time. So it takes, you know, you, you learn it takes a lot to stay with certain things, but I think those things, if you're going to innovate and look for ways to become an AI entrepreneur, that's probably the best path. No, I love this. This is great. You know, if nine out of 10 people tell you're crazy, then it's, it's something truly disruptive and something truly technologically innovative. So from a pioneering standpoint, absolutely. And, you know, just to wrap it up, I want to ask you, uh, Joe, if you have anything else that you want to state about, you know, how AI is transforming the role of CMO or something more about your background, anything, the floor is to you uh, for your recommendations and insights. Yeah, you know, it's my, my guidance is this. I think um, I'm going to relate it to what's going on right now, and it's so critical. This global pandemic has obviously um, had uh, awful tragedy and, you know, um, personal toll towards many people and families. On a business level, it has made it so challenging for businesses to quickly adapt, right? If you had a seven-year plan or a 10-year plan, it became a seven-month plan or a 10-month plan or you won't survive. So my best advice to many organizations out there, if you are trying to improve your current digital operations or you're looking to digitize uh, you know, at all, right? From manual to digital and accelerate that plan, this is where artificial intelligence, I think, is going to have a massive impact. And what was three to five years out is now much closer in. So, you know, my final thought there would be to really look for those opportunities more than ever where artificial intelligence and, you know, being a digital pioneer can, can have an impact because I think it's going to just continue to accelerate uh, more and more uh, in the coming weeks, months, and not even years. 
Excellent. Joe, thanks again so much for joining the show today. There's clearly lots of room for growth and evolution and marketing with artificial intelligence now in the picture and with coronavirus accelerating things and really just this new digital economy that's coming that's really shaping every single industry we could possibly imagine. Every vertical is being impacted. So I also look really forward to sharing your thoughts and insights with the audience and hopefully they can gain a, a thing or two from your incredible marketing experience and start their journeys as they digital pioneers. Thank you so much, Angelica. I really appreciate the time and look forward to speaking with you again. Thanks for listening to the Digital Pioneers Dialogue podcast, and please be sure to subscribe on whatever channel you're tuning in from so that we can always keep you up to date on the latest and greatest AI insights. 